So what would you say the biggest deception was? What was the biggest lie you were told? They say it's not that simple, Vinny. So what's the truth? That it is. That if you just do the thing that they tell you, you can't, then it's done. I see robots. Stand four. Don't do it. At this time. Relax. Street job. Easy except for the smell. All right, it is me, Icy Robots, and we are back for another exciting POS. This is episode number 11, and right now I'm hiding in the corner at the dig where they where they have the chairs you're not supposed to um, sit in. I got, my, I got my pocket recorder with me, so I hopefully I'm getting a better sound than when I call in on my, on my phone. But um, I, I just had an incident. I just had a run-in with the two, with the two digsters. I'm going to... I'm going to tell you all about it really quick, but um, let, let me start off by saying I, I twisted my ankle the other day, maybe like three or four days ago. I went into the garage to get something, and it, I didn't turn the lights on, and I, I tripped on my bike. I stumbled on my bike, and I, I just twisted my ankle something awful, so I'm I'm pretty much immobile right now. Like, I can walk, but it's um it's labored. You know, it's, uh, it's a bit of a strain, but... um. I, I decided to go to the dig anyway. I've just been kind of kind of limping around. I was going to do like one one go through. It's not the best idea, but I, I wanted to do it anyway. But uh, they they were doing a run, and I was lined up. I was lined up on one side. The wife was lined up on the other side. They bring out two rows at a time, and I I was you know I was kind of standing on one foot, holding onto a bin. Right. I knew I wasn't going to be able to go quick, but I thought that I could go. And when the when the bins went by me. I saw something that caught my eye. They cover the whole things up with blankets, but every once in a while, like, something peeks out. And I, I saw something that uh, caught my eye. It was a poster tube, a green poster tube, with the image of King Kong on it. The, uh, the 1970s King Kong, and it said, Mural Poster. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I gotta have that. And I, I steeled up all my courage and all my strengths, because I'm like, I'm gonna make a run for it. And I'm gonna get it, but I, I knew my ankle was dusted, and I knew I'd pay the price. But I, I bolted when they went go. I don't normally run, and I wasn't really running. Running, I was I was going fast. Um, but uh, I I got there. I got to the thing. I grabbed it. I grabbed it on one side. But then I looked, and grabbing it on one side was the digster, the dig hipster, the smaller of the two. And he he had his hand on it, and I had my hand on it, and I'm. I'm looking at him, and in a situation like this at the dig, usually there isn't, like, pushing and pulling or anything. Eventually, somebody decides to just give up, but people will hold on to things. I've seen for a couple minutes, and I'm holding on it, and he's holding on it, and I'm trying to look him in the eye. I want to give him the look, like, let it go, kid. Let it go. You don't even know what this is. You weren't even born yet. And I, I couldn't get him to look up. He was just, like, looking down, but he was holding on one hand, and I thought... Maybe I should just jerk this right out of his grip. That's that's pretty aggressive, and I don't want to be the one to start any kind of aggression at the dig. You know, I don't want to I don't want to get tossed out or anything. So I'm I'm trying to get him to look up, but he won't look up. And then the other the other digster comes up, and this guy he um he's bigger, he's blonde, he has like bags under his eyes. He looks like he never sleeps. He looks like he looks like he's super tired. And he he comes in and he like he put his hand on it too. Like, both of them are wasting their effort on this poster tube, right? And I'm like, I'm like, hoping they'll look up. But they're both not looking at me. They're not moving, but they're not looking at me. And finally, I said, hey, let it go. And I guess, I guess the power of my vocal drone. Intimidate MCs with the tone of my vocal drone. When I'm pushing on the microphone, that's how my funky They let go, and I got the tube, right? I got the tube, and I, I looked inside of it. And it was empty. And they could see the disappointment on their face. And they started to snicker. And I I don't know, for a second, I'm like, oh, it's going to be on. It's going to be on like Vietnam. And I'm like, I'll fight them both. I'm not scared. I'm not a tough guy by any means. I'm not Zane Frazier. I'm not Patrick Smith. I'm not Kevin Rozier. 
I'm none of those guys. I'm not Gerard Gordeaux. I'm nobody of that sort. But I'm like, I could take these two digsters at the same time. I know I could. One of them, one of them's like five foot two, 90 pounds. And the other one looks like he hasn't slept for a month. I got a good night's sleep. I had a good breakfast. I had eggs. I had bacon. I had toast. I'm strong. I'm strong right now. And I'm like, it's going to go down like this. I'm going to kick one digster right in the chest. The small one. PK right to the chest. And he's going to go flying. He's going to go flying like he's on a wire in a Quentin Tarantino movie. He's just going to be like, zoof! He's going to go up to the roof right now. And the other one, I'm going to go to work on him. But I figure he's going to move so slow. It's going to be like, this is a reference that only my dude Gino Vega is going to laugh at. But it would be like fighting Orange Cassidy. Like he's going to come at me in slow motion. And I'm just going to pick him up, throw him in the bin. He's going in the bin. I'm so mad. But then they they separated. They've since left. If you're wondering left, you're wondering why I'm talking so tough. It's because I'm not here. I don't want them to double team me. They'll hit me up at the Heart Foundation. One guy will pick me up. The other one running clothesline. That's probably more the truth. But um, I, I think they left. But um, here's where the story gets good. I held on to the tube because it was kind of neat. It has a picture of King Kong on it. And I, I don't know. I went, I went and I found the wife and I told her what happened. And I'm like, look. And I got the tube. But it's empty. And she goes, I got the poster. And I said, what? She's like, the poster came on my side. It was just laying there. And I grabbed it because it looked like a movie poster. I got the poster. So in the end, we win. Right now, I have this beautiful King Kong movie poster that I wanted. My persistence, my courage, my symbiosis with the old wife enabled me to win. The Digsters lose. This is uh, Icy Robot signing off for the, uh, I don't know, the first dig update of episode number 11. It's going to be fun, man. It's on like Vietnam. Hello? This is an important message regarding your current credit card account. We have made several attempts to reach you. This is your final courtesy call before we are unable to lower your credit card interest rate. Press 1 to speak to the member services department. 1. Thank you for responding. My name is Mark. How are you today? I'm doing okay, Mark. How are you doing? Yeah, that would be really great. How can you guys do that, though? keep those guys on the line as long as I can. I figure the more time I'm tying them up, the less time they're out there trying to scam on grandmas or whatever. I I don't know. I don't think it's mean. I have heard from some people that a, it is considered mean in their opinion, like these guys are just doing their job and you're messing with them. Well, their job is to try to rip people off. So my job is to stop them from ripping off somebody who might be might be a bit more naive than your dude. I don't know. I'm going to keep on keeping on. I'm going to keep on doing it, man. I'm fighting the good fight. I'm out there. I'm out there battling scammers. I, I've i been doing this for a long time. Anytime somebody calls and they try to do this, I just I try to hook them on the line as long as I possibly can to try to keep them. I just try to keep them talking. I, I don't know. If I, can, if I could waste their whole day, then good for me. I mean, I'll have wasted my whole day too, but at the same time, I'll have wasted my day fighting against scammers, and they'll have wasted their day talking to me. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a wash. What else is going on? I, I don't know. There's, there's been, outside of what I just talked about, not like a ton, a ton of fun stuff going on over at the, uh, at the good old dig. The dig is always cool. The dig is always interesting. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it's not every single day that you go there is like some kind of, some kind of weird adventure. We've, we've been hitting up the flea markets Naturally, we are getting near the end of the summer. Summer is a big, 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 big flea market season around here, and we're we're almost near the end of that. That's just not to say that like winter and fall and all these other times aren't also like big flea market seasons. It's always it's always flea market season. I should probably I should probably quit talking about that. On the 
On the last POS, I have been talking about, uh, you know, that CD project I did during the the Seven Days of Solitude. Well, that's been continuing like crazy. We're going to try to keep that storyline going here. When when last we spoke, I told you I was trying to, uh, you know, I was trying to, like, get all the CDs that I had, like, illegally boosted with BitTorrent over the years. And I, I've been doing a pretty good job of that. I've been able to pick up a lot of these these CDs that I need to fill in the gaps with um minimal minimal cash outlays. Like the other day, I got a um, Massive Attack Blue Lines, which was one that I that I needed desperately. I got that for uh, three dollars, like three dollars shipped. I I like this CD. I remember one night I was watching the late night Yom TV raps, and they played Blue Lines, the the titular track, and I was way feeling it. It was like these melancholy British dudes rapping over like these melancholy beats and I'd I'd never not never heard anything like that. So the next day I went over to the um last record store. This is back when it was on Fourth Street across from the library and I I went in there and I talked to the dude who's the owner, the dude who's still the owner, the dude I talked to just the other day when I was over there looking at uh looking at vintage vinyl because I'm a dork and I I asked homie, I said, Hey I'm looking for this C D by this group called Massive Attack. This rap C D Massive Attack and he's like that's not rap. That's over in house. Let me show you. We got it. We got it over here. And he walked me over and he showed me. And we, we talked about it for a minute. And I told him that I had seen it on Yo! MTV the night before. And he's like, wow, that's crazy. I, I guess they're really branching out because this is kind of more like trip hop. This is more like more like that than I would say hip hop. And I'm like, hey, you know, I dug it. If you if you don't know, Massive Attack is kind of a, well, I guess you would call them like trip hop. I I don't know. They are an electronic music group. That's what um Wikipedia says. They also they also drop the term hip hop. They're they're cool though. Over the years uh, like the dudes in the group branched off and became like successful in their own right. Like there's Tricky was in it and um what was that group with the uh, with that song uh, Firestarter, but what at any rate, I I would not call them a rap group by any means. So it was kind of cool that they played them on Yom TV Raps. It introduced me to it. And I was able to, uh, I was able to get that CD for like a couple dollars, three dollars. So that was, that was cool. I also got, um, Under the Black Light by Rilo Kylie. Rilo Kylie is a group that's fronted by, uh, Jenny Lewis, who you, um, might know from that, that Nintendo movie from back of the day with the power glove and all that stuff. She... She was the female lead in that as a youth. She's since gone on to become like quite a talented singer-songwriter. So I've been a big fan of hers for years. She since went solo. She's had um, a bunch of cool records. A couple of her solo joints are actually on order right now as we speak. But I got this I got this Rilo Kylie record. If I recall correctly, she'd gone solo and then went back to Rilo Kylie. Not like for a reunion, but just for like one last hooray. There's... There's a bunch of good songs on that. It's definitely enjoyable. I picked that one up. This one cost like cost like eight dollars. I I don't know what it is. I also had to get it from uh, overseas, the UK. the The Jenny Lewis, Rilo Kylie CDs seem to be like really prevalent over in the UK. You can find them over there, but here, not so much. Even on the uh, even on the used tip, it's kind of weird. I don't know what's up with that. But here we go, guys. This is me, Icy Robots, on KISR Radio, where you are rocking with the best. We only put the hits up next. We got Rilo Kylie, Jenny Lewis with Breaking Up. It's not as if New York City burned down to the ground once you drove away. It's not as if the sun won't shine when clouds up above wash the blues away. Are we breaking up? Hey, this is me. I'm over at the park. Montecito Park. That's what it's called back in the day. I don't know what it's called now. Uh, Rickon Valley Community Park. I I was just out riding my bike and I, I there's a polka gym here and I decided to stop and fight the gym. So I'm I'm waiting for it to load right now. It takes a minute. The, the 4G is pretty bad over here near the park, which is whack because there's like three or four different polka stops. This is all Pokemon Go stuff. If you didn't already know. I like Pokemon Go. I know that it's not like something everybody's into, but it gets me out of the house and it makes me happy. So I do it. I do it with the wife. 
the kids in it too. We all play, man. I don't know. We're Team Yellow. Team Yellow for life. But at any rate, I'm I'm gonna battle this gym in a sec. It's a red gym. I got my team all set. I got two Machamps. One is named Brain. One is named Brawn. They're the uh, Stroman brothers. I got my my famed Vaporeon, the female king. The king herself, King Neptune. I got I got a Blaziken. I like this Blaziken. And then I got a, uh, what is that thing called? I'm, I'm looking right at it, and I'm drawing a blank. His name is Vorpo. He is the electrical version of uh, Vaporeon. I... I like to mix it up. I want some waters. I want some fires. I want some electricals. I want some everything in there just in case, you know, whatever we come up against, I'll be ready to go. I'll be good to go. I surprised how long this is taking to load. Okay, here we go. It's starting. Basically, all you do is you, like, you tap the button more or less. And, uh, I, I'm getting this guy. Don't even worry about it. This guy's getting murked. None of these guys are as strong as me. All these guys are weak compared to me. They're all weak compared to you, dude. All right, let me charge it up. Okay, yep, I got this. I got this. is going to be so easy. Okay, one is down. Brain is hardly, hardly even injured. Um, what's the deal with people putting low CP Pokemon into the, uh, into the thing? I don't even know what that's about. I guess there's some kind of gimmickry to it. But this is like, this guy's gone too. That was a, that was a Weedle. Believe it or not, a hundred point Weedle. This is a this is a Pikachu, two hundred ninety three CP Pikachu. You don't need to hear any more of this. I'm gonna cut it out. I'm gonna. This gym is gonna be yellow. What is that? What kind of bird is that? It, anyway, this gym, this gym is gonna be yellow before you know it. Take that, everybody who's not down with Team Yellow, like Ferg. I think I don't think he's in it. I think I think my dude Matt D is in Team Yellow. So big up to Mighty Matt D if you're listening right now. Send me a shout out on Twitter so I know that uh, that I know you represent Team Yellow. We're the best. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, talk soon. Dear customer, this is Lisa from Apple Support. We have found some suspicious activities in your iCloud account. That your iCloud account has been breached. Before using any Apple device, please contact Apple Support Advisor. Press one to connect Apple Support Advisor, or press two to listen this message again. Or if you wish to contact us later, please. Your call is in a queue and will be answered shortly. Thank you for calling Apple Support. How can I help? What's this about my Apple account? Hello? 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 Hey, this is me, your dude. I'm over at the, uh, I'm up at the Dollar Tree right now. I needed some batteries and I needed to get a, a new laser pointer. For my cat, Orange Boy, he's he's a nice little uh, little baby cat, and he he plays with a laser pointer like it's like like it's going out of style, man. He loves he loves this thing, but um the ones here at the Dollar Tree, the batteries run out like so fast. So I I bought, I bought like three of these already. He wants to play with it like 10, 20 minutes a day, which is fine. He's a he's a good little guy. Um I don't know. Do you do you guys go to the Dollar Tree? I I like it here. There's lots of fun things, but I, I don't know. I, I, I end up having to go here more often than I ever would have imagined. I think when, when I was a kid, I would have really, really, really liked the Dollar Tree. They have, like, weird cheap toys, and they have, like, coloring books and crayons and all this stuff. But as an adult, while it is, it is fun to, like, fill your basket full of stuff and leave with only, like, a, like a $12 bill, it, um, it's, like... I don't know. It feels like you're buying a lot of junk. This is a... Uh, it's a good place to get snacks, though. Like, weird little snacks because the portions are smaller than if you go to the, the Safeway. Like, I got, um... I got a bag of Lay's, and it's like a half a bag instead of a full bag, which is good. Um, you know, we all have problems with portion control at times, so if you get... If you just buy yourself a smaller portion, you have less to control. You know, and if you share it with the wife, you're only really eating, like, a quarter bag. So it's all, it's all good. They sell these TGI Fridays, like, barbecue, um, tater skins that I really like. They're so bad. They don't taste good at all, but for whatever reason, I think they're really good. I end up getting a bag of these, like, every, every few weeks and I'll, 
I'll munch through them. I don't know. Um, I, I'm just like waiting. The wife is still looking around, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of tucked away in the corner here, recording. I, we, we end up coming out here like so much more often than I ever would have wanted in my life. But what are you gonna do? You know, you. You sometimes gotta go get batteries. You sometimes gotta go get like a bag of uh, begging strips for the dogs. You know, it's just easier to go to the Dollar Tree than it is to go to the uh, the Safeway. the The Safeway's closer. The Safeway's pricey. Everything here's a dollar. Oh, here comes the wife. I'm gonna go. I'll talk to you guys soon. Taika Waititi. Jenny's film with Taika Waititi. Jenny's film with Taika Waititi. My vocals sound dynamic when placed on track. Me, whack. The local mechanic couldn't even fix his mouth to say that. I I got a new phone. I have had a old, broken down phone for the longest time. It's not that I couldn't get one. I just I sometimes don't deal very well with change. Change is hard, and I I didn't want to do the conversion. You know, I didn't want to have to do everything involved with getting a new phone. Remember when you were younger and the idea of getting a new computer or getting a new game system or something was just. It was amazing because you get to spend all this time setting it up and it was going to be great and just the entire thing was going to be so much fun. But now, now I've gotten old and now I've gotten stuck in my ways and the idea of having to do something is, ah, it's just, I don't want to do it, but I did it and now it's done and it turned out to be not as hard as I, I thought it would be. I I don't know what the name of this phone is. It's a Galaxy something, like a Samsung Galaxy something. It's nice. It's much, 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 much better than my my old phone by by like a million billion miles i have been down like a lot of long and lonesome roads with my old phone taken a lot of pictures had a lot of good times but the the time to move on is now and it's sad it's sad to put an old uh, soldier to rest you know but this this guy is so beaten down this guy is so beaten up and broken. The screen is cracked. The case is cracked. Everything about it is cracked. Um, the screen is, like, disintegrated. When I when I try to play Pokemon Go, I end up scratching my finger. One day, one day I was just, like, in a really foul mood. And I, I'm, I'm hesitant to even, like, admit this. But I was in a really foul mood, and I threw my phone, right? I thought that I was going to... I was throwing it toward a safe part of the house, but it, it banged off something and the screen broke. And then just over the years, the screen got the screen got worse and worse and worse. Don't ever don't ever throw your things. All you're doing is hurting yourself. It was so dumb. I regret it. I had been regretting it forever. Every time I had to look at the screen, it was a reminder of like, don't let your temper get the best of you, dude. That's my advice out of all this. But this new this new phone is nice. But um, one thing that I do not like is that the headphone jack is on the bottom. I don't understand why they do this. Why Why do you want that? Why do you want that? Like, I'm going to put it in my pocket, right? And it's going to be upside down. I, I don't know. I just, I don't like it. And I cannot figure out how to just like, I feel like I should turn the phone upside down and the phone should turn with me, you know? But it only goes to like portrait mode. Maybe this is something I'll figure out. I don't know. These things are always, always something, but it sucks to have to figure something new out. You know, I, I wish I could have just like cast some kind of a spell and had my phone magically work again, but apps weren't working. None of the things I liked on the phone were really, were really working, but man, change is hard. Transitioning is hard. It's such a pain. They, they should have some way where they just like give you an all new phone that's set up to the exact same standards as your own phone, but as far as I know, nothing like that exists. Sure, it was easy to get all the apps over, and it was easy to get all the stuff over, but man, I I don't know. I don't like doing the settings, you know. I, I don't like having it buzz. I don't like having a new ringtone. I don't like any of that stuff. I just, just being like an old curmudgeon, 
complaining about things. Complaining about having a nice, all-new phone that is super fast, has an amazing camera. It's really great. I'm sure that eventually I'll like it. But as for now, I hate it. Up next on KISR, the world's greatest radio station that does not exist. We got we got an all-new, all-fun hit from the owner of the World Wrestling Federation, a man who goes by the name of Vincent K. Japan Jr. This is a jam-up. It's known as... Stand Back. All right, dig this. It's Sunday afternoon, right? And it's hot. And I'm like, where's like a nice temperate place to go? And I decided, hey, let's go to the last record store. They keep it, they keep it nice and cool because, you know, the vinyl is going to melt, right? You got to, you got to keep it chill. And we, we headed over there. Me, the wife, and the kid were all, all, all going on the trip because it was hot, man. We wanted to get out of the, um, out of the sun. So we, we went there and upon entry to the store, who do I see in there? But the Digsters, the one who's short and the one who's orange Cassidy were both, they were both in there digging vintage vinyl and check it out. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at them. It's an awesome place to be. And they, they both bought something. So I'm glad that they're supporting an institution that I enjoy. I'm glad that they're, they're keeping the place open. But man, these guys are like everywhere that I go and I'm just like, I wanted to check out the rap records and the two digsters were there looking at the rap vinyls. They bought something. I don't know what it was. I think one of them had like a Master P, a Master P record. Master P is awful. That's just, that's just my opinion. But I think that that opinion is actually fact. But, um, I, I was weirded out. I did not expect to see those guys in there. I mean, I guess... I guess I should have. They both seem like the kind of guys who were into, like, old-timey stuff, I I reckon. Old-timey by their standards. You know, they like, like, 90s t-shirts. One of the guys was wearing, like, a 1990, like, L.A. Lakers shirt. One of those big-head NBA shirts with Magic Johnson. The other was wearing, like, a, um, like a 1994 49ers, San Francisco 49ers shirt. So... They like, they like the perception of old-timey stuff, whereas, like, a guy like me, a guy like you, we're just, like, we're looking to grab our youth, they're looking at, like, let's explore the olden days, and I, I can't hold them against, hold that against them, rather, but I, I didn't want to see him in there, and there they were, there they were, I was nice enough to say hi, I said hi to them, but, um, I... I was weirded out. The Digsters are invading the last record store. These guys are everywhere I go, everywhere I turn. I'm I'm kind of starting to get a handle on the Digsters and and what what motivates them. I was I was poking around Netflix the other day, and this show was recommended to me. What was it called? Slobby's World. Slobby's World. I think that's what it was. It's about this guy who runs a he has like a vintage clothing store in Tucson, Arizona. They they focus on like eighties. And 90s rap tees and things like that. And I I was amazed at some of the high prices guys are getting for, like, clothes that I kind of clowned on back in the day. But it was, it was very eye-opening to me to see this whole subculture. Because, like, the world I'm in, I'm looking for, like, VHS tapes, like, audio cassettes, comic books and stuff. And I, I like a vintage shirt. You know, I like it, but I, I don't go out of my way looking for vintage shirts. And I, while watching this show, I was watching a few episodes. It's not a great show. I don't really like it, but I do kind of enjoy shows where people buy things. I'm into that, that whole like Pawn Stars, Auction Hunters or whatever, that kind of, that kind of vibe. There's a girl coming into the store who was looking for Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts, right? Stone Cold's the best. He's the coolest. Absolutely the coolest. And I... I would wear an Austin 316 shirt even today, but the the crew on um, Slobby's World weren't, like, overly familiar with Stone Cold's persona. They they had the shirt. They did have the shirt. And they're asking the girl, who is Stone Cold? Who is this guy? And she's like, oh, he's like, he's like this biker guy. He's like this biker dude. You know, look at his vest. He goes and rides motorcycles and does all that stuff. And the other guy's like, well, what's Austin 316? What is that about? And we all know... Austin 316 means I just whooped your ass. It was like a famous promo he cut on Jake the Snake Roberts when he won the won the King of the Ring back in the day. We all know that if you know 
if you know even like the slightest bit about wrestling. And she's like, oh, Austin 316, he's he's quoting a Bible verse. And I'm, I'm so into Stone Cold that I, I myself memorized a Bible verse. And she starts going, and then the Lord loved the earth so much that he gave his only begotten son. And the guy's like, so Stone Cold's a Bible thumper? He's like a, a Bible thumping biker guy? And she goes, yes, that's exactly what he is. He goes out there and he proclaims the verse, the verse Austin 316, and he rides his motorcycle. And the other guy's like, well, why does it say Hellraiser on the back? And she's like, oh, you know, he's a hell-raising, Bible-thumping biker. He's like my hero. I love him. And I'm thinking, like, have you ever seen him in your entire life? Because he's not a biker. He's like a redneck. He's like a hillbilly. He drives a truck and he, he does stuff like that. And he's not a Bible-thumper. He was making fun of Jake the Snake who was a Bible thumper at the time. He was like a born-again guy, and he was making fun of Jake the Snake. And I I hearken back to the days of my youth where, like, the most important thing was being authentic. Like, if you came to school wearing, like, let's just say, like, a public enemy shirt, dudes are going to accost you, and they're going to be like, what's your favorite public enemy song? Who's the lead rapper in public enemy? Do you know anything about public enemy at all? And if you didn't, you were going to get clowned. Nowadays, it doesn't seem like with the youth that being authentic is, like, important. It seems like it's actually more important to be, like, trendy, to, like, follow trends, to be, like, part of that. And that's that's weird to me. I realize times change, and I I don't have, like, a negative opinion on it or anything. But it, it helped me to understand the digsters. They don't, like want things that necessarily connect with them, like what I'm looking for, what you're looking for. They're looking for things that are that are cool, that are trendy, that are going to get them noticed. And I, I get it. When you're young, you want to be noticed. I understand it. But it was all, it's all weird to me to see Stone Cold referred to as a Bible-thumping biker guy. Digster for life. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. Uh, my name is Joe and I'm calling from racist specialist and medical suppliers. How are you doing? I am okay. How about you? I'm doing so well. Um, I'm just calling to verify who you or anyone in the family have any joints or muscle pain. Oh, I, def- I definitely do. I have um, I have both bad knees and a and a bad neck. Okay. And for how long have you had the pain? Oh, it's been a long time. I I had an accident. I used to do roofing back in the day, and I, I slipped off a ladder. I felt just about just about directly under my head and since then I've had um, major joint and back and neck issues okay uh, are you wearing any kind of uh, brace for, I, for I, that like to relieve pain I do wear a brace I have um, uh, I have a collar that attaches to my skull screwed into my skull and also under my shoulder okay um, are you wearing it, um, any brace for your back or knee I do wear one on my knee. I have, um, it's, it's a robotic knee brace. It, it's battery powered and it, um, it helps me to move my legs back and back and forth forward. It's designed by Stark uh, Industries. Okay. Can you walk? A little. Okay. I'm, I have to uh, hop, honestly. Sorry? I mostly high hop. Hop around, I would say. Okay. So, uh, what we were going to do was to send you a support race, but if you are wearing one, one currently, mm-hmm. then that's not necessary. Oh, that's too bad. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time, and I hope you can get better, sir. Cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That guy seemed like a nice guy. Overall. I kind of think he was just doing his job. Anyway, I, I was out walking the dog. And I went past um, a middle school. There's a middle school around the corner from me, a junior high. It is, uh, it's coincidentally the junior high that I, I went to. And I, I go past there every morning when I'm walking the dog and I see the uh, kids out doing P.E. And they, they're always doing stuff, but they don't seem to be doing a lot of things that I, I recognize. Like, I don't see them playing softball. I don't see them playing basketball that much. They're always... They're always, like, doing weird drills with balls and music and stuff. It's it's weird. I don't know what's going on over there. 
to be honest. I I remember just like going, you would do some calisthenics, you know, some burpees, some jumping jacks and all that stuff. And then you would go do whatever like the main event sport was at the time, be it like football, flag football, basketball, softball, whatever it was. I I don't know. It looks like they flipped this script on the whole um, curriculum. But uh, anywho, I was going by and I thought I saw that they were playing flag football. It looked like the the typical flag football accoutrement of a belt with like two um, vinyl flags hanging off on each side. And I'm like, they must be doing that. That's that's cool. So I was kind of... I was kind of looking as I went by, and then after a moment, I noticed that they they were, like, lateraling the ball a lot, and there wasn't ever, like, um, a meeting at the line of scrimmage. The game was going, and then it occurred to me, I think they're playing flag rugby, which I've, which I've never seen before. I don't know the rules of rugby, like, all that well, but I get it. There's kind of, it's kind of like football without breaking for downs, sort of, kind of. But, um, that does look like what they were doing, and I thought that was, uh, I thought that was interesting, and it did honestly look like a little bit of fun. They're bumping into each other, they're crashing into each other. I, I liked the flag football segment of, uh, P.E. It was fun to, like, block and get physical with, with the dudes you went to class with. I also like softball. I did a whole This Boring Life on this, but, uh, I never not never see them playing softball like ever every once in a while I'll go by and I see them playing this game where I've I've said this before too they have they have a broom handle with like one of those big water bottles like those office you know water cooler water bottles plastic kind uh held on the end with some tape and stuff and they hit like a you know the the dodgeball those red rubber not so hard balls the the dodgeball but like the smaller kind the kind that's like a smudge bigger than a softball. They they play like a softball type game like that where you bounce the ball on the ground and as the bounce comes towards the batter, you know, they swing like softball style and you you run to the uh the bases and stuff. The the range of the ball isn't really that much because every time I see it, all the entirety of the, both teams, you know, the well, the defensive team is always entirely in the infield. There are like no outfielders, no no deep left. Remember when you do softball and PE, there'd always be like extra guys and you'd be like one guy's left and one guy's deep left to protect from all the uh, right-handed power hitters that you that you have in the world of playground softball. When when I first started Santa Rosa High, I remember not the first day of school, but the first day of actual gym class gym play. We were we were doing softball and the very first batter, this guy whose name was Willie, he he cracked a homer. Over the fence. I have never seen anybody in softball crack one over the fence. P.E. softball. Because you essentially play at a baseball field. No one's going over the fence. But we were at the the softball diamond by the ag building. And he cracked one onto the, uh, onto the science building. And it rolled off the building and went into the quad. And I remember thinking, well, I guess that's what high school's like. No more of that, uh... No more like fly ball. Somebody drops it, and you're getting a getting the double. Maybe this is full on home run ball. But I I don't know. I never saw anybody else do that again. I guess it was the the greatest hit in the history of PE softball. But it's it's fun to walk by the school and see what the kids are up to as far as gym class. They they watch a lot of videos as well. They roll a laptop out, and I see everybody sitting there, and they, they're watching a video on something. I don't know, maybe they're learning the rules of some game, but it does, it does seem like it's real regimented now. Like, the, the curriculums seem, they seem really tight, whereas when I was doing it, Mr. Guido would just make up how many burpees we do, how many jumping jacks we would do, and whatever, and then that's what you would do. How times change. Where are you guys located? Mortgage on the property? No, I own it outright. Okay, 
So that's all the information I need. I'll give it to my acquisition manager and he'll get back to you, okay? What part of Phoenix are you guys in? I have relatives there. I'm oh, sorry, sir. I cannot do that information. I am really so, in Phoenix. Yeah. Do you have anyone, do you know if anyone would be interested in setting their profits for a gas offer? What kind of offer do you guys shoot now? Is it cash, cash, like dollar bills, like in a, in a like an envelope, or is it like a check? Yeah, it's a gas offer. Sir. Like you would give me like a briefcase full of money. My acquisition manager will call you about this, but so do you know if anyone would be interested in a gas offer for their home? Mm, I can't really speak for anybody but myself. Okay, good. Thank you for your time. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. All right, it's me. I am back. This is a follow-up from the um, last episode of the POS. If you recall, we had a uh, like a fender bender in the the dig parking lot with with this guy that I don't really um, that I don't really like very much, and I I didn't feel like the whole thing was on the up and up. I don't I don't think that we hit him. I think he hit us. If you if you recall this tale, at at any rate, we um. We saw this guy, we saw this character at the dig again, and we, we saw his car in the parking lot. And we, we noted that he hadn't had the work done. And this this really irked my wife, you know, because it it affected our insurance and blah, 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 blah. And we, we felt like the whole thing was like a scam, right? This guy, this guy seemed like a scammer. He seemed like a schemer. We didn't like it, and it was kind of, it was kind of like eating the wife up on the inside. I myself, I was able to just like brush it off. I mean, we, we can all fall victim to a scam. It can happen. Doesn't, doesn't reflect upon us in, in any way. I, I was able to just knock it off my shoulder, but it was really bugging her, like I said. So one day, we were at the dig, and she happened to be standing right next to the guy. And she decided to ask him, hey, what's up with the car? So she said, hey man. Um, how, how's your car? And he looked at her and said, what do you mean? What's, what's my car? What's, what, what, what are you asking for? My car's fine. And she said, oh, I don't know if you recall, but, um, we had a fender bender in the parking lot. And this was only a couple weeks ago. It's not something you would just forget. She's like, I don't know if you recall, but we had a fender bender in the parking lot. And he looked at her and said, no, I, I, I don't remember. And she said, you don't remember? I drove, um, I was driving a big white truck. And we, you know, we had a fender bender and you sent in the insurance claim and everything. He goes, oh, well, that happens to me a lot. And I, I usually don't get the work done. And she goes, it happens to you a lot. He goes, yeah, it's actually happened four or five times here in the parking lot. And I, I just, I just keep the money. I, I need it. I need it to get by. So she's super mad. She was able to walk away without like, without causing a fuss. Without doing anything like that, but, um, I, I don't know, man. I think that that, uh, that kind of proves that we got scammed by a dig schemer. It's, it's whack, but it happens. What are you going to do, man? You can only do so much to protect yourself. You know, you can be alert, you can pay attention, you can do all that stuff, but, uh, the schemers are going to get you in the end. I, I've also, um, I've been getting like a ton of CDs in the mail. If you recall, this is a follow-up from the last episode as well. I've been buying a lot of CDs, trying to make up for ones that I bootlegged over the years. I I feel good about this. I feel better about myself making it up to these uh, these artists that I stole from. Let's just uh, let's take a few a look at a few of these. There might be there might be some overlap from the uh, previous episode. I am having a hard time keeping track. There's so many coming in, but I got. Discovery of a World Inside the Moon by the Apples and Stereo. The Apples and Stereo, this does, like, really, really upbeat little indie band. The singer has, like, this super high falsetto voice. This is another one that was introduced to me by my good pal, uh, Sarah from Ohio. I got Born to Run by, uh, Bruce Springsteen. That was one I needed. I got Tegan and Sarah, if it was you. Tegan and Sarah are these, um, they're these twin sisters from Canada, and I think they just sing the most delightful little love songs. I think they're so great. They are, they're far and away one of my favorite singing groups that they're, I was about to say bands, I don't know, they're more, they're more of a, like a duo. They're one of my favorite duos of all the times and all the spaces. I got, um, Hestaprin, Can We Go Wrong? Hestaprin was in the, uh, all-girl rap band, Northern State. I... I like Northern State. A lot of people did not like them that much, but I I thought they were fun. And Hestaprin was my favorite of the uh, of the group. And um, when they when they disbanded, she would often um started making like dance music. It's a good CD. I 
I picked that one up for $3.59. Let's go over the prices. I paid $5.52 for the Tegan and Sarah. The uh, Bruce was $3.50. The Apples and Stereo was $3.45. I got a Handsome Boy Modeling School, White People. That's the second volume. I got that one for $4.37. I got I got Buck Owens and his Buckaroos, Carnegie Hall. This is a record. This is an LP. I paid $8 for that. But um, out of all of these... Oh, I forgot to mention. The Hester Prince CD was autographed, which was kind of... That was kind of a neat um, little, uh, little discovery inside there. I didn't notice it. I was showing it to the wife, and she's like, Hey, did you realize this is signed? She signed it Hesta Prin and had a bunch of um little hearts on it. It was it was pretty neat. It's a bit creepy, but it's true. It's fun to have something that somebody you enjoy has touched. In in the past at one point Hesta Prin had her hand on this CD and now it's been in my hand. We're connected in that way. <laughs> that was weird. Out of all these CDs, I think the the one that I got the most that I enjoyment out of is uh, All Right Still. By Lily Allen. It's Lily Allen's uh, first one. She's she's a British singer songwriter that I'm I'm really fond of. I I just actually saw on Entertainment Tonight that she is dating the dude who is the sheriff on um on Stranger Things, the dude who's the new Hellboy. I just I think that's a weird combo. I'm happy for both of them. I like them both. So I hope they I hope they find love. She's also the sister of uh, Theon Greyjoy. From Game of Thrones, which I think is um a weird little weird little uh, bit of trivia. She um this was her first CD, and I I like it a lot. Why don't we Why don't we give it a spin? This is me, I see robots on K I S R, the bright light from a distant star. We got we got a hot new track from Lily Allen off her 2007 record LP, which peaked at number two on the UK charts. This is uh the number seven track, a song called Shame for You. All right, I'm back. Let me uh, let me tell you guys a quick story that happened the other day. So me and the uh, the wife, we were driving over to um, I think we we're going to the Crossing the Jordan, the thrift store that we like, and we're we're going down um, Montecito Avenue, which is that's like the main thoroughfare, yeah. four lane road, and the the traffic was heavy because Agilent, that's a uh, that's like a tech factory that's up on top of the hill, had let out and all the Agilent people were coming down. It was it was like it was jam packed and we're we're driving along and we, we see up ahead there's like um some kind of some kind of disturbance in the uh, traffic flow and as we get nearer to it I can see that it's because there's a there's a small dog running around in the street and like the cars are slowing some are stopping people are trying to go around it but the dog is like it's just like running around in the road and the wife is like she's a panic because she's a dog lover like me we're both like in a panic this is this is freaking me out i'm thinking we're gonna see a dog get squished right there on the road and she's like you need to get out you need to get out and run over there and i'm like okay i guess i do i i let me tell a story really quick. This is like um, in parentheses of the story. One time we were driving somewhere and I saw a dog running around in the road, a small chihuahua running around in the road. And I, I said, hey, pull over. I'm going to jump out and grab this dog. And she was like, no, it's too dangerous. You'll get killed. And we went by. But then on the way back, I saw the dog laying on the side of the road. The dog had been hit. And ever since then, I've I, I've been determined that like I, I can't let that happen because that, that weighed on me really heavily because I... I think I could have got out there and I could have like held my arms out for people to stop and I could have got the dog and the dog would still be alive and it really it really bothered me that I didn't do that. So when we when we came upon it this time, I, I was like, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna go out there. So I jumped I jumped out of the car and I'm like, you know, sticking my arms out with like the universal stop, 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 and everybody can see what's going on. Nobody wants to hit this dog. It was it was relatively safe. Traffic has come to a halt. They they're all on my side. So I'm I'm trying to get the dog, but the dog the dog was like scaredy, right? So I decided maybe I'll just um maybe I'll like, you know, try to like get it to move along back onto the sidewalk. So I'm like, you know, doing the scary fingers and stuff and I'm trying to get it to to run along, shoe it. I'm going to shoe it along. And uh 
I, I was successful in that endeavor. I got it to go up in the sidewalk and it ran into a, an apartment complex. And I, I followed it over to the gate. I wanted to make sure that somebody there grabbed it. I didn't want to like leave and then have it just run right out there again. And there was, there was a lady sitting on a step and the dog, the dog went up toward her. And I said, Hey, your dog was out in, in the street. It was out in the middle of the street. I, I, I chased it back to make sure that it would be okay. I did not, and I cannot repeat this enough, I did not say this in a naggy tone. I was I was really polite because people do not like to be told that they've made a mistake. People don't like to be corrected. People don't like to hear that they did something that was wrong. So I I really, like I said it like this, oh, hey, your dog was out in, in, in the street. I, I chased it back. I just I just wanted to make sure that it got that it got back here okay. And she looked at me like directly right at me and said, hey, mind your own business. And I said, I, I'm glad to. I just wanted to make sure your dog was all right. And then she um, she yelled out some kid's name, like the kid who owned the dog. Let's say, let's say his name was Fred. She's like, Fred, get over here. Your dog is out in the street. And I'm, I'm trying to walk away. Like I'm walking away, but I, I kind of want to see Fred, right? I, I start to turn and this kid's like maybe nine or 10, you know, something like that. Some, some young age. And he, he has like a scooter, like one of those metal razor scooters. And he, he's carrying it. And he walked up to me. He had like the biggest bully gorilla walk. Like he's doing that big bully gorilla walk, like walking up on me. And he's, he's making direct eye contact, like right into my eyes with like the meanest mug I've seen in a long time. And he goes, that's my dog. I go, oh, that's cool, Freddy. Just, um, you know, I, I saw your dog in the street. I just wanted to make sure that it made it home okay. And he goes, that's my dog. Leave my dog alone. And I, I start to walk away. And then he hit the dog with the scooter. He, like, spun it around, yelled, bad dog, and hit the dog with the scooter. And I, I did not know what to do. I'm standing there going, you should just grab that dog and bounce. You should just get out of here. But that's, that's theft. As much as you want to do it, you can't do it. You'll get arrested. You can't do it. As as weird as it is to say, dogs are property. And I I didn't know what to do. And then the lady goes, hey, get out of here. Mind your own business. And I'm like, all right. And at the same time, the wife beeped on the horn like boop, boop, because she's, she's parked and kind of like where she shouldn't be parked because she just made like an emergency stop, you know, for me to jump out. And I, I got back in the car and I... I told her everything that happened. I'm I'm still, like, shaken up and stunned by all this. When that kid hit the dog with the scooter, I wanted to punch him right in his little face. Because I, I can't handle seeing a dog get hit. Dogs are sweet animals. They love us. They just want to be with us. They're great. I, I did not, I still, like, I don't know what to do. I can't, I can't go take the dog. I can't call animal control because it's not like... I have witnesses. I can't, like, cite a history of abuse. I don't know what to do. I don't know if those people live there even. They might have just been, like, visitors. I don't know what to do. I can't say, hey, I was over near this apartment. I saw somebody whack a dog. I, they're they're not going to respond to that. They're not going to come. They're not going to call the police. There's not, like, a history of abuse. I just, I'm really bothered. I wish I could do more. Like, sometimes when you're, when you're, when you're like, helping out, all it does is, like, it opens up this window into the world of the people you're helping. And it really, it's, it really makes you sad. That's what, that's what you get for, you know, putting, putting yourself out there. You may, you may feel sadder than when you started, but the whole thing, the whole thing was no fun, dude. The whole thing was no bueno. I didn't like it at all. I'll come in McDonald's where you work, I'll buy the whole damn place. And I'll fire you. I'll say, drop your mops, you buttholes, because you're fired. And and I'll roundhouse kick you right in your stupid heads. Uh, I'll go John Claude dead damn on you. Butthole. We are back. This is me, Icy Robots on KISR, the bright light from a distant star. Today's weather is 80 with a little bit of uh, a little bit of clouds up in the air. It's going to be a great day. We might we might have a chance of rain tonight. I, I see right now it's a uh, 30% chance. That's that's just under half, but still 
it is quite possible to happen. Up next on the stage is the wild side from, from Hot LA band Motley Crue. that it's not really super fun to be like a radio disc jockey i'm sure it's fine i'm sure it's okay i bet there's like a zillion million billion like like way worse jobs but i i'm sure it gets monotonous it gets just the drag the drag of sitting there but i mean like i said there's a million billion worse things to do in the world let me let me think for a sec we're getting ready to get up out of here this has been another pretty fun Patreon patron only show. I I like putting this one together. It's different than than the main show, so I I get to I get to try different things, get to use different things. I I like it. It's it's all fun. I actually met the Digster. Like he and I talked for a few minutes. I I had told you our incident with the King Kong poster. I told you about the about the last record store. I. I just told you everything. I told you how Homeboy was spitting hot fire on the gram, selling selling nineties t shirts and stuff. But um I I was standing in the line there was the lineup at the dig where in which they're gonna bring out new material and everybody's gonna make a run for it. It was it was that and I'm standing there and I, I booted up Pokemon Go. I, I've been playing a lot more Pokemon Go since I got a new phone. I've completely flipped the script. I love this new phone. It's so fast. Apps load in like seconds. It used to take forever for Pokemon Go to load. Now it's open in a sec, so I I play a lot more. It also tracks my my walking a lot better. The other one was so it was so inconsistent. Like some weeks I would walk the dog a ton. Like we'd have a lot of extra time. I had a lot of extra energy and I would I would finish the week with like four kilometers was just that's not even right. I walked that much just going to get the newspaper and going around the house. It's a lot more accurate on the new phone. But at any rate, we're we're in line and um homeboy goes, Hey, you're playing Pokemon Go? You're into Pokemon Go? And I said, Yeah, I am, dude. I, I like it. Do you do you play? He goes, Yeah, I don't play as much as I used to, but I I've been playing a lot lately. I like getting the Pokestop here. The Dig. The Dig is a Pokestop. But for Pokemon Pals, and you ever get one from the Goodwill Outlet Store, that's the Dig. I, I like sending them to those guys who um, listen to the show. I, I get a kick out of it. It's like it's like some kind of show landmark. But um, Homie's like, yeah, you know, I've been getting that Pokestop, and I've been doing whatever, but I, I haven't been playing as much as I used to. And he goes, hey, man, what are you into? What's your thing? He's like, let me guess. You like records, and you like toys, and you probably like comics. And you just like old stuff. And I said, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm like, you like like t-shirts and stuff, right? You like like shirts and clothes and things like that. And he's like, yeah, man, that's how I make my living. And I, I told him my name. I'm just like, hey, you know, my name is Icy Robots. It's nice to meet you. And he's like, hey, man, I'm the Digster, dude. And we we shook and we stood there and we uh, we chit-chatted for a few minutes about about the record store, about like what philosophies you have as far as records. He likes records. He collects hip-hop records, and he he also, like, sells them on the online. And he finds some here, and he sells them on the online. But he, for the most part, like, keeps the hip-hop, sells the other stuff. And I told him, you know, honestly, I only take the stuff from here that I, like, I'm actually gonna listen to. You know, like, actually listen to. I'm not gonna, I'm not buying stuff to store. I might buy something to trade if it's really cool. Maybe, possibly, if I see something's gonna get discarded, I might... I might pull it out if it looks decent and take it out to the uh, to the flea and see if anybody anybody wants it for a couple dollars. But uh, I am mostly like, I just want to be a record home that I play. I just want a collection full of records I can pull out and go, oh, this is a good one. Let me check out this Black Sabbath. Let me check out this uh, just whatever. I got this good public enemy a while ago. Maybe it's another another one of my Tim Heideckers. I really like Tim Heidecker's music. But I'm, I'm talking to Guy, and it was, it was interesting, man. He's all right. He's... He's not like gonna be like my 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 homie, you know. But it's always good to have allies at the dig. It's always good to have people on your corner. Like you can tell people what you're into. Like he knows what I'm into now, and I think that if he saw stuff like that that he didn't want, he might give it to me. Because there've there've been a couple times I've had like shirts that uh, I thought about, I looked at, maybe I don't want. And the wife the wife's asked the digster. So far, he's turned them all down. But it's the you know it's the thought. The thought that counts. We're sending out feelers. You know, you want allies at the dig more than you want enemies at the dig. I got enough enemies in that place, dude. I need, I need some more guys on my side, even if they are, even if they are digsters. I'm still, 
I still haven't talked to his uh his homeboy Orange Cassidy. This guy's this guy's pretty big. The other week I was talking about how I could knock out both the digsters with a uh, just one punch, but I I got up close to um Orange Cassidy. That's the digsters homie, and this guy this guy was maybe like three or four inches taller than me. I was surprised, but I I still think that I could uh I could kick him to the curb. He he looks really tired. He looks so tired all the time. He he's probably all right. The digster turned out to be all right, so. Maybe he is too. Maybe not. You never know. It's hard to say. I, I think we're going to get up out of here. I, I've had a really great time. Like I said a few minutes ago, I always, I always have fun with the patron only show. This is, this is number 11 of the POS. That's pretty good, man. We, we passed the 10 threshold. The 10 threshold is like, that's the point where in which you're more than likely to continue. I forget who, who said this. I think it was the, I think it was the guy from the Retro League. Whatever happened to the Retro League? I miss... I miss you, and I miss uh, Jungle Rat Rob, dude. I used to listen to that show all the time. But um, at any rate, if you have any dirt on the insider tips on what happened to the Retro League, hit me up. I want to know. I need to know. I'm talking to one person in particular right now who may be listening. I hope they're listening. If you are, let me know what you know, dude. At any at any, we're, we're going to head on out. It's been a hood. I'll see you guys in a, in a little bit, a couple weeks. It takes a while to put one of these together. There's a a lot of little whatever. So until uh until next time, man. You know I don't know. Love you guys. Talk soon. Bye. He's a winner, not a beginner. He's a winner, not a beginner. He's a winner, not a beginner. Another package from the slick royal highness. Pay attention so you won't have to rewind this. Put yourself together for another funky clip. I bring a lot of magic, but this ain't no trick. It's-